0: It's not about getting into a a wrestling match, but instead it's like taking their energy with you and then using it and going in the direction you want. Welcome to Data-Driven Selling by the Sales Insights Lab, the podcast that helps reps and business owners generate more meetings and close more sales at higher prices. There is nothing more frustrating than being far along into a sale thinking that it's going well and then suddenly the prospect just starts pegging you with objections. And there are so many things that we can be doing both at the beginning and at the end to both avoid these situations and to help overcome them. I'm going to show you the seven most common sales objections and how to overcome them. Check it out. Now, before I actually get into the objections, I just wanna point out the format of how I'm going to address each of these objections. First, I'm going to talk about what the objection is, then I'm going to talk about how you can avoid that objection in the first place, which is really much more important, and then I'll talk about if you actually get to a point where they still say that objection, how you can deal with that objection. And you're going to see a pattern here in how we approach it. Number one, your price is too high. If you've been in sales for any length of time and you're not the Walmart of organizations, you've probably heard this objection before and price is all about perceived value. So the way we avoid this objection in the first place is by focusing on the real value that our service actually provides to the prospect. So that way price is some inconsequential obstacle in terms of actually getting them to solve their problems. So by focusing on the value throughout the sale, you're going to hear this far less frequently. But if you do hear someone say, you know what, your price is too high, a lot of salespeople imagine that they're now going to get into an arm wrestling match where they're gonna be saying, well, you can do this, 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 and this, and this is why it's this level and all that, blah, blah, blah. Stop it. Instead, you want to listen to them, acknowledge it, and then dig into it. So it sounds something like this. You know what, George, I really appreciate your saying that. Can you tell me a little bit about why you think it's too high? And now what you want to do is dig into why they think the price is too high. And if through that process, they start talking about some of their challenges, now you wanna go back into the challenges. You want to get into it. So anytime you're dealing with any of these objections, you're going to see that it's not about getting into a, a wrestling match, but instead, it's like taking their energy with you and then using it and going in the direction you want. Number two, I need to think about it. Now this is an easy objection to avoid in the first place by simply, again, making sure that you're establishing enough value and also that you are really understanding their decision-making process. When you're really creating enough value in the sale, you're helping them determine what's really the value of solving their challenges, they've talked about their challenges, and you're getting commitment along the way, then you want to really understand their decision-making process. So a question like, so tell me, how do you expect to make a decision like this? And so now they're going to share with you what that process looks like. And maybe in some cases, it will involve thinking about it. And then you lock it in with clear next steps. Let's imagine that you do get to the point in the sale and you're pretty surprised and they say, you know what, I really need to think about this. Again, same approach. You know what, Lauren, I really appreciate what you're saying. Can you help me understand what you really have to be thinking about and what are kind of the most important considerations you're going to be thinking about? And so now they start to share with you what they're thinking about, maybe any concerns that they have. And now you can have a conversation about that. You want to get everything out on the table. Think of this as they are in the psychologist chair and you are the armchair psychologist. You want to get all of that information out of them. Number three, I need to run this by so-and-so right, I need to run this by my partner, I need to run this by my wife, I need to run this by my team. Anytime you hear I need to run this by and you weren't expecting it, you have done something wrong in sale because you absolutely should have understood this when you were in the discovery phase, when you asked about their decision-making process. So you should have known that this was coming. And by the way, it's okay if they need to engage their team in this conversation, but you wanna know that before you present your solution. That's why when we're talking about the decision-making process, we're going to be asking things like, Karen, help me understand, how do you typically make a decision like this? Or, What's your typical decision-making process for a project like this, right? Get them to tell you the whole process, the who, the what, the when, all of that. Now imagine you're in the situation and they say, I need to run this by my husband. And you didn't expect them to say that. Again, same approach. Karen makes total sense, totally understand. Help me understand, what are you going to be considering most important as you talk this over with your husband? Get into that. And then maybe say something like, well, would it make sense for the three of us to all put our heads together and we can really talk through and I can share with him exactly what it is that we're talking about from our perspective to really give him as much insight as possible. Now you're controlling that sale. Whether it's a husband, a wife, or a partner, or a team, you want to really be involved in that conversation in that next step. Number four, I can't afford it. I can't afford it. We've probably all heard this before. Again, if we've been in selling for long enough, we've heard this button enough times before. You're going to see this pattern over and over again. First of all, if you're hearing that and that's surprising you, it means that you didn't do a good enough job up front to create the value in the sale. Next, we probably didn't establish a budget, right? So if you get to the budget conversation, which should be in discovery before you present, if, you determine that their budget is super low and it's way below what is realistic. You wanna tell them that. So they should never get to the point of saying, I can't afford it at the end of the conversation. We should be dealing with this pretty early on in the sale. Let's say um, you're having that conversation with them and you'll say something like, you know what, George, typically a project like this um, could range anywhere from 100,000, anywhere to about $300,000 in order to really solve the challenges that we're talking about today. Where on that range could you imagine fitting? If they get to the point where they're like, ah, oh, that's way higher than I expected, you can dig into that a little bit, but now you know this is probably not gonna be a place where you're gonna actually be presenting. Let's just imagine though that you somehow didn't do that and you present your offering and then they say, I can't afford it. Again, this should never be a surprise, you should never be in this place, but if it happened, you still again, same approach. Totally reasonable. Totally understand. I might feel the same way if I were in your shoes. Help me understand though, why do you say that? When you say you can't afford it, help me understand, you know, what goes into your thought process in terms of the challenges that we talked about and, you know, when you say you can't afford it, Let them get talking. If you're in this place with that piece, it really means you did something wrong at the beginning, but you can still always bounce back. You know, you don't have to have your objection overcoming approaches completely scripted out, but you just wanna have them ready to go. So that way when it happens, you're ready for it. Number five, we're already working with someone else. This now is a little bit different from some of the other objections. Presumably this would have come pretty early in the sales conversation as opposed to a lot of these objections which we talked about, which are a little bit later, right? So early on, we've all probably heard this before. You know, we're working with someone else and they're doing a good job, so this probably doesn't make sense. If that happens later in the conversation, clearly we've done something wrong because we should have known that. But if it happens early, you say, you know what, Gary, totally makes sense. I've heard great things about what so-and-so does. If you could say one thing that they could be doing better, what would you say it is? Get them that one piece to just share that one little thing that they could be doing better. And you know, sometimes they're like, hey, these guys are awesome. I love them. And that's fine. But a lot of times they're going to be like, oh, well, actually they could be doing this or that. Another approach, which is even a little bit less confrontational might sound something like this. Oh, you know what, I hear that they're doing great work. So if I'm hearing you right, what you're basically saying is that they're absolutely amazing and that you're not even considering leaving them. Let the prospect be like, oh, well, well, no, I mean, I didn't say that. I mean, they're not, I mean, they're doing a good job, but I wouldn't say great. Now you've got something. You can say, good job, but not great. Well, help me understand that. And now you start to peel back that onion. You want to get them so often these little objections are just ways to get off the phone with you or to just get away from you and so what we want to do is use this kind of verbal Tai Chi to just take that energy with us and use their words to move in the direction you want to go number six we don't have the budget now again we've talked about that I can't afford it conversation Now, the we don't have the budget is obviously a more B2B specific kind of objection, but again, this should be something that we should be dealing with upfront. If you have presented your solution and you're getting to we don't have the budget, you've done something wrong, period. We should always know that this is coming. And so during the budget phase of discovery, we should be talking about budget, asking questions like, Gary, tell me, do you have a budget for this kind of a project? And if they say, no, we don't have the budget, and you say, oh, okay, so you're telling me that if let's just pretend that we absolutely had the solution, you just simply do not have any budget at this moment to pull from any other places to solve this issue. And if they say, no, that's that's exactly right, we don't have the budget. And so now what I'm going to be doing is, this is where you've gotta be a little tougher and a little gutsier, and so this is where I'd say, So if I'm hearing you right, this really is not a priority right now because at an organization, you know, there's always some money, right? So you're telling me that this just simply this type of a project or solving these challenges are not a priority. Is that fair to say? It's a little bit tough and it's a little confrontational, but you've got to have the guts. You've got to roll up your sleeves and deal with someone who says they don't have the budget, right? If they don't have the budget, you got nothing to lose anyways. So you might as well get to the heart of it. And a lot of times they're gonna be like, oh, no, 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 this is important, but right now we're putting together the budget, and blah, 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 you wanna get into that, and then you start asking questions, and if they like you, and they really acknowledge that this is an important project, they're going to find the budget. Every company has the budget, that's total BS. Number seven, I'm too busy right now. This is a really common objection. Again, you should be dealing with this early on in the conversation, this should never be happening after. We obviously have to be showing the value throughout the sale, we've gotta be creating value, we've gotta be asking questions around their challenges, around the value of solving these challenges. Because when someone says I'm too busy right now, what they're really saying, translation, is this isn't important right now. This isn't important for me, so this isn't important enough for me to actually deal with. So we want to acknowledge that. If though someone says, you know what, I'm just too busy right now and I can't deal with this at the moment, You know, can we deal with this in six months? What I would say is the following. George, really appreciate you telling me that. So what I'm hearing is that this just simply is not a priority at the moment, solving these challenges. Is that fair to say? And if they say, yeah, you know what, they're really not a priority, then now you know and ask questions about that, dig into that. On the other hand, they might be like, no, 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 I, I really do want to solve this, but just I'm super busy. And you say, okay, so you said it's really important. So help me understand that, right? And go into that and dig into that and help get them to see the value of actually solving those challenges. You'll notice that there is a pattern through all of these objections. You never want to fight them or argue with them or even disagree with them. What you want to do is acknowledge what they've said and then dig into it. When you do that, now you are just like, you're like Gumby, right? You're just Teflon and nothing can get you. And so you just keep digging back in. So there are the seven most common sales objections and how to overcome them. Thanks for listening. Want more tactical advice on selling? Register for our free video training on the five-step formula to closing more deals without price pushback, think it overs, or ghosting. Simply visit closing.training to get instant access. That's closing.training to get instant access.